Welcome to episode 227 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about fascism. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and discussions go on about abortion, the Federal Reserve, the collusion between big tech and the federal government to censor dissent, sound money principles, Joe Biden's penchant for lying, or the deadly and toxic COVID vaccine comes up, please share the TruthQuest podcast with your friend. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever piques their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. And I also recently jumped on Telegram. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast, give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Do you remember all the talk about fascism during the Trump presidency? All those loudmouthed Trump hating shit talkers. All the loony leftists who worship a political ideology rather than God. The alphabet soup conspiracy media that simply acts as the propaganda arm of the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party. Even today, as Trump lives rent-free in the heads of these people, they continue to talk about right-wing fascists despite the fact that that's an oxymoron spoken by morons. The catcalls about fascism demonstrate a remarkable level of ignorance on the part of the catcallers, which, given the people we are talking about, is not all that surprising. In this episode, I plan to make good use of these idiots by setting the record straight about what fascism really is. If you enjoy this episode, you can thank the useful idiots who spent four years slandering and mischaracterizing the former president and his supporters. Several years ago, I posted a meme, or I guess a graphic, of the political spectrum in an effort to set the record straight, again, dealing with ignorance. I believe I got the idea from an old Glenn Beck episode back when he was on Fox News and he was drawing on his famous chalkboard. I will post a copy of it at the TruthQuest Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast in case you want to follow along visually. As you know, we talk about the political spectrum in terms of right and left, the right being so-called conservatives and the left being so-called liberals. The right, in theory, believes in limited government and maximum freedom. The left, in theory, believes in more government, which of course always ends with less freedom. At the far end of the left wing are dictators, authoritarians, and totalitarians. There is no liberty. There is total control by the central government. You know, communism, Marxism, socialism, and, drumroll please, fascism. What is at the far end of the right-wing side of the spectrum? Well, that would be anarchy. The idea being total freedom, no restraints. Basically, no government. Do whatever you want as long as you don't harm others. Taken to the extreme, we are talking about private everything. Private roads, private police, or security. The government is not really a thing. To give you a frame of reference, the Articles of Confederation fall to the left of anarchy, and the Constitution is to the left of the Articles, meaning the Constitution, which replaced the Articles, restricted freedom to a larger extent than did the Articles of Confederation. 
After all, the Constitution created the federal government, which is the bane of existence of not only the American people, but given its proclivity for intervention, it's the bane of existence of many countries around the world. Left-wing ideology is characterized by intolerance and indoctrination, compelled compliance and conformity, cancel culture. There is no free speech, only the approved narrative. There is no religion other than the state which you are supposed to worship. It is characterized by dismantling traditions like the nuclear family, dismantling norms like marriage between one man and one woman, and even dismantling millions of years of biological facts like the fact that there's only two genders. In order to implement such a restrictive ideology, left-wingers must confiscate people's guns and talk about destructive policies like defunding the police and replacing them with a national police force. Right-wing ideology is characterized by natural God-given rights, private property, the non-aggression principle, which aligns very much with the anarchist view of leaving people alone. Don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. The right-wing ideology is characterized by free speech. That includes offensive speech. It includes myths and dis and malinformation. If you have one takeaway from this episode, let it be this. Fascism is not right-wing. It is left-wing. Anyone who says otherwise is either ignorant or a liar. Either way, you should call them out. Let's get into this destructive ideology called fascism. As I touched on, it, fascism is an ideology whereby the government, the state, is everything. The father of fascism, Benito Mussolini, put it this way, quote, all within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state, end quote. Right off the bat, you can see that fascism is all about centralized power. It is anti-everything that a free people enjoy. It's anti-freedom and anti-liberty and anti-free markets and anti-capitalism. It's anti-religion. You can't have freedom, liberty, free markets, and big G God if your philosophy calls for all things government, all things the state. Lou Rockwell describes fascism as, quote, the system of government that cartelizes the private sector, centrally plans the economy to subsidize producers, exalts the police state as the source of order, denies fundamental rights and liberties to individuals, and makes the executive state the unlimited master of society, end quote. Fascism has been described as socialism plus corporatism, or big business plus government. It is essentially collusion between the government and big business. Or as Mussolini puts it, quote, it is the merger of state and corporate power, end quote. So basically you have corporations jockeying for political favoritism status. The government is so powerful that it grants the status to the largest donor. In a fascistic society, the state is superior to the individual. The government is totalitarian because there is no restraint on its powers. And as you may imagine, no aspect of life is untouched by government intervention in a fascistic society, and it often takes forms we don't readily see. The economy under a fascistic state has been called a vampire economy because it sucks the life out of every nation it infects. Famous economist Friedrich Bastiat, the guy who wrote about the broken window fallacy, the concept of the seen versus the unseen, explained the real cost to the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access to, the businesses that did not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. 
The state loots us just as surely as a robber who enters our homes at night and steals all that we love. This describes the fascistic economy perfectly. It crushes the will of risk takers. Why risk your own capital, invent something, open a business if the government ends up owning it? Fascism is characterized as headed by a de facto dictator, which is exactly the type of bullshit we heard from leftists and Democrats during the Trump era. He was a fascist dictator, they said, despite the fact that he did nothing slightly fascistic or dictatorial. Just a bunch of smear merchants slandering and libeling anyone who dares call them out on their bullshit. Another characteristic of a fascistic society is the immense power wielded by the military and the intelligence community. I'm going to make the case to you right now that America is essentially a fascistic state. Saying those words out loud almost feels dirty, but after examining the evidence, I think you'll agree. Fascism in America is not characterized by a single point of contact, an individual dictator. It's characterized by an out-of-control executive branch, a bureaucracy of that executive branch filled with liberal ideologues, and an out-of-control intelligence community. The power of the federal government has grown so dramatically over the last century that it's now a joke to speak of constitutional checks and balances. Just look at the expanded use of executive orders by the president. Look at how Congress has abdicated their duty to check the executive branch's power. When was the last time Congress used the power of the purse to defund something, especially something authorized by an executive order? Or when was the last time they defunded an out-of-control federal agency? When was the last time Congress declared war? How many military operations and entanglements has the so-called commander-in-chiefs authorized over the last 75 years without a declaration? In 1945, author John T. Flynn wrote what has been defined as a definitive study on fascism in a book titled As We Go Marching. In it, he argues that fascism always ends in militarism and war because when you run out of everything else to spend money on, you can always depend on national fervor to back more military spending. Can you say billions of dollars to Ukraine? If we lived in the constitutional republic that our founding fathers betrothed to us with a limited general government, or as we call it today, a limited federal government, we would not see virtually every aspect of our lives touched by the federal government, and therefore there would not even be the opportunity for fascistic tendencies to creep into the halls of power because they would have so very little of it. The federal government wields so much power in so many areas of our lives that human nature almost demands that the power-wielding and the power-hungry come together in some collusion arrangement. Healthcare, education, labor laws, the gasoline blend we put in our car, air travel, our tax returns, thousands of government regulations, the features on your car you drive, the electricity you consume, the broadband service you use, the roads you drive on, the light bulbs you use. Should I go on or did I make my point? Look no further than the COVID-19 pandemic. The government was, and still is, willing to push or force the population to take a toxic and deadly experimental vaccine that's not even a vaccine, which is why the CDC changed the definition of vaccine, while at the same time granting big pharma immunity from prosecution against their untested toxic and deadly product. Remember the definition of fascism from earlier? Socialism plus corporatism or big business plus government? Hello, big pharma plus government equals fascism. Think about too big to fail. 
Who determines which big banks, insurers, savings and loan, mortgage companies, car manufacturers, and union pensions were or are too big to fail and therefore worthy of what now amounts to trillions of taxpayers' dollars, or as we do now, we just print the shit, which of course causes price inflation for everyone else as the dollar continues to be devalued. What about the vampire economy analogy I mentioned? Do you think there is as much risk-taking in the American economy these days as there was, say, 30, 40, or 50 years ago? Absolutely not. Why risk your money, time, capital, and expertise on something when you know there will be a thousand government regulations and endless hoops to jump through, and then faceless bureaucrats will inevitably screw with you over some bullshit violation? What about the takedown of Parler before the 2020 election? At the time, it was the number one downloaded app in the world as people searched for truth since they knew it was being censored on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. What did the fascistic leaders do? They colluded with big business, in this case, big tech, to shut it down. Powerful Democrats, i.e. government, expressed concern over the platform, and, and Amazon's web service, i.e. big business, killed their server and internet access, effectively destroying the most successful social media platform at the time. It only got worse from there. Big tech colluded with the federal government to censor any and everything that may harm prominent Democrats or oppose the approved Democrat narrative. The most prominent in-your-face example is the censoring of Hunter Biden's laptop, the subject of episode 184 if you're interested. This is the laptop where he videoed himself having sex with Russian prostitutes, smoking crack, and he kept all of his text messages between him and his business colleagues, including his father, implicating virtually everyone involved in some kind of crime. Then there was a censorship of the obvious voter fraud in the 2020 election in several Democrat-run counties in key battleground states. The collusion between big tech and the Democrat-controlled government violated the First Amendment rights of millions of people and kept the truth from being widely disseminated. You were censored for mentioning the documentary 2000 Mules. You were censored for demonstrating the evidence of voting illegalities, improprieties, and irregularities. Following fast on the heels of that was the widespread censorship of all things COVID. Again, the Democrat-controlled government colluded with big tech to destroy the First Amendment rights of millions of people. You were censored if you mentioned side effects. You were censored if you opposed mask mandates and forced lockdowns. You were censored if you pointed out the ineffectiveness of the vaccine. You were censored if you pointed out that everyone taking the jab was participating in a clinical trial without consent. The recent release of the Twitter files provides evidence for much of what I've laid out in this episode. If you're unfamiliar with the Twitter files, I suggest that you find alternative news sources because this is just another example of fascism in America. In this case, it is collusion of big tech or big media, or as I refer to them as the alphabet soup conspiracy media, the collusion with them, with Democrat politicians, members of the intelligence community, and bureaucrats. It's negligence by omission. They ignore stories that are detrimental to the Democratic Party or the intelligence community. If this shit is going on at Twitter, you know damn well it's going on at Google, YouTube, Apple, and Facebook. Another characteristic of a fascistic society is the immense power wielded by the military or the intelligence community. Ever wonder why so few of the 535 members of Congress ever step out of line? I mean, there are literally what? a dozen members combined from both houses who ever rage against the machine. Why is that? 
They all are being blackmailed by the intelligence community, which clearly has no conscience, recognizes no boundaries, and doesn't give a shit about the constitutional protections granted to Americans. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said it best back in 2016 or 17, it was shortly after Trump won the election. I think he was on the Rachel Maddow show. He essentially warned Trump to stop antagonizing the intelligence community because they have, quote, six ways to Sunday to get back at you. We all know the NSA gobbles up all of our communications. We know big banks like Bank of America will turn over your transaction records if, if asked by the feds like they did for the joke January 6th investigation. We know the FBI spied on Trump, his campaign, and many of his associates. As I've said in countless episodes, the bottom line is the left cannot convince the majority of Americans to go along with their policy prescriptions in the arena of ideas or in a free and open debate because their ideas always result in harm to someone, or usually millions of people. So fascism is a good alternative to get around having to win a debate. What do you think now about fascism? Hopefully you walk away understanding that fascism is not right-wing. It is the product of the left because it is the left that always restricts God-given and government-protected freedoms. There cannot be freedom, liberty, and free speech in a world where the ruling class are building towards total government control. The only way to accomplish that is to censor dissent, rewrite history, redefine words, lie, gaslight, obfuscate, and propagandize. You must also criminalize leaders of the opposition and those who do not fall into line, thus the endless legal pursuits of all things Trump. They cannot allow a man who spits in their eye and flips them the middle finger on a daily basis walk free. The easiest way to do that is for the government and the intelligence community, which of course is part of the government, to collude with companies that have in effect become the proverbial town square and wipe out free speech along with corrupt federal and state law enforcement to persecute and prosecute. Remember the Mussolini quote, all within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. I submit to you that this is the prevailing ideology of most prominent Democrats today. I would also submit that many in leadership roles in the other side of the aisle, specifically Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, have similar beliefs. McConnell has yet to utter a single word about the revelations exposed by the Twitter files. McCarthy feigns outrage, but was caught on a hot mic several years ago talking to the disgraced former member of Congress, Liz Cheney, about how to work with social media platforms to censor members of his own party. That's the very definition of fascism. This nation, conceived in liberty, has been kidnapped by a dangerous ideology. And that's the truth about fascism.